0: The backboard banter on the board with your host Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner where the banter's as ferocious as England at Euro 2020 my friend.
1: It's coming home Matt. Oh I've been watching these games you know every once in a while I get way too into football you know Euro World Cup it is but this is the first time I think since like 1966 that England has gone like they haven't conceded a goal in their first four games. They beat the curse they got through Germany to nothing and uh, their path is looking pretty easy so Matt it might actually be coming home this year
0: dude absolutely wild to think that they haven't won since 1966 I mean pretty crazy stuff I still think there are some pretty good teams left in it so they're gonna have to win a final you know and there have been some huge upsets like France how how did that happen against Switzerland you're gonna have to you know dig that one up but
1: Man. I mean, I, I just feel bad because France had that game, you know, in the bag. They were up 3-1 and then the Swiss got their goals and then, you know, they went back and forth penalties and then Mbappe, 22-year-old Mbappe, misses the fifth penalty and they go through and that arrogant arrogant France team has to, uh, you know, they'll be fine by the time the World Cup comes around next year. Man.
0: In last time the, the Euro came around, too, they were a powerhouse with an like 18 year old Mbappe. And he is a heck of a soccer player, man, or football player. He is world class. He might be the class of the world at this point. Him and Neymar together uh, playing for PSG. But, man, even that French team is so deep. Sad to see them get out of the tournament that early. But I guess the Swiss deserved it, man. They did score, what, two goals in 10 minutes in the in the final there?
1: Yeah, yeah, squeaked it out. There's been a lot of good upsets, just like you said. I don't want to get too into it, because obviously that's football, and, you know, I think it's uh, the finals will be in a week and a half, so I'll get to at least see if England is still alive next week, but man, let's talk about our takes, because, you know, I feel like I may have cursed this Bucks and Hawks series, because both Trey and Giannis have injuries, back-to-back games, <sighs> I feel kind of bad, Matt. Dude, it's
0: so sad for the sport. Just because it—it's the tenth All Star that's going to miss a game now, or which is a league record with Giannis Crazy. tonight, and that knee injury—we're lucky it didn't like completely oh. hobble him for the rest of the series, and that he's going to try and fight through it because it looked bad the way he hyperextended it. And Trey's ankle, man, just it's sad because you they're the two best players in this series and it's actually funny because colin coward has a take that this series would be unwatchable without the two of them well people are (laughs) going to be watching
1: (laughs) yeah that's for sure but matt that Giannis injury was very scary i was just eating dinner i wasn't actually paying attention to the screen and then my phone buzzes me and it's like Giannis exits the game and i'm like what and i look to the screen and they're showing the replay and i just watch his leg bend and i'm like so yeah he's very lucky that's for sure, but uh, we don't need to get too far into it. I'm going to bring them all up. We'll talk about them later. Let's think about you, Matt, because you were this this close to greatness. You almost had the perfect take. Again, two in a row almost, dude.
0: Man, I, I lost on technicalities. I mean, like, obviously <laughs> I had the Suns going through in four, but PG decided to really show up in, that, in those games. I mean, they could have won the series if he didn't mess that up. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but the guy's... The guy was killing it. I'm glad the Suns made it, though. And the Thunder, baby, they just narrowly edged it out. But they did have Kucherov, so I did get that wrong. God. Hey,
1: I'm going to give it to you. Honestly, you know, technicalities, you're right right there. I'm going to say that you were right once again. Let's see if you can do the 3P next week, Matt. Who knows?
0: Man, uh, let's let's hope I can get one of my predictions right. I mean, <laughs> you know I'm not going near that Stanley Cup final. And I think we should just start talking about some hockey man because there were some big awards that were handed out this week um your boy krill the thrill kaprazov getting his rookie of the year award awesome for him glad to see that um flurry got knocked out of the playoffs since we last spoke but hey man did get the vesna first of his career
1: pretty pretty good you know that he gets the first of his career considering how great of a goal he is you know man the guy's got three stanley cups
0: That was probably the only thing missing from his resume, so it's really nice to see. Um, This new young defenseman in New York, man, he played all four years in college so that he could become a free agent and not go to the team that drafted him. I think Mm. it was Carolina. Um, Not 100% on that, though. And then he went to New York, the team that he grew up wanting to play for. And in his second season at the ripe old age of 23, (laughs) wins the Norris
1: that's a pretty fun story, honestly. Like, Classic, you know, bet-on-yourself type of situation if you gotta believe in it, but, uh, you know, I'm a fan of, of the young guys coming up and getting some awards, so, you know, congrats to him.
0: Yeah, man, it's crazy to think that at uh, 23 years old, he's the Norris Trophy winner. Um, I mean, Kale McCarr was also right up there, too. Victor Hedman probably could've won it as well. Um, but, hey, man, goes to Adam Fox. People love the New York media, the New York Rangers. Yeah, um, and another guy who's winning his second heart and Ted Lindsay, Connor McDavid. The guy's just a, a wow factor out on the ice.
1: Wasn't he a unanimous vote this year? Isn't this like like history in the making? It hasn't happened for a long time? Second time ever, man.
0: Wayne Gretzky and Connor McDavid. Uh, Jeez. They're talked
1: about a lot together, so makes sense. I mean, hey, if, if McDavid can actually get that team... You know, somewhere further than where they've gone so far, he can actually add to his legacy outside of just the regular season and all of the great things he's done so far, you know?
0: Hey, man, it's the refs in the playoffs. They put their whistles Mm. away. The fact that he has played over 3,000 minutes of hockey in the playoffs and has drawn, like, one penalty or something like that, like, ugh, just, like, it's not possible.
1: No, no. That's a crazy stat to hear, dude. That's wild.
0: Yeah, I could be wrong. It could be like 300 (laughs) minutes, but
1: (laughs) you know I exaggerate. I always do. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, too good. All right. Is that enough for awards?
0: Yeah, man, because
1: we we got a Stanley Cup final. Your boy.
0: He called it at, like, episode 23 or 4, saying, man, this is the best Canadians team I've ever seen. The way they roll four lines, it looks like that Sochi Team Canada team. I mean, to a lesser extent. Your boy saw it coming. Julian McKenzie for Hockey Inside Out, man. I'm with you. I get you. Man, did you see that Snapchat I sent you?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was enjoying that. I'm just happy, Matt, because... I'm still 2-0 when I watch your boys in OT, that Game 6 victory against Vegas. I know I'm taking you back to the previous round, but do it, man. that whole moment, you're talking about, you know, refs, you know, just sucking, the bad play they made, so you guys had to take a face-off right up against Price, and then I, it was like, I, I joked, it was a puck-don't-lie, ball-don't-lie moment, you know, and you guys come out and get the OT, the defense was strong, like, I loved it for you, man.
0: Man, that's that line hadn't contributed a single point all series, but that's not what they do, right? They're a shutdown line mm-hmm. between Deneau, Gallagher, and Lekanen, And Lekkanen um, a guy who scored 18 goals in his rookie season and has never gotten close to that again, who creates chances like it's nobody's business but never really finishes them, is always on the right side of the puck, ends up getting that winner on a beautiful play by Philip Deneau who's unheralded and is definitely going to make some good money this offseason in his free agency. I mean, just, it was something that I have never experienced in my life. And I was absolutely elated. I wasn't so elated the next day when I saw that Tampa had eked out a one nothing win against the New York Barely. Islanders, which they got a shorthanded goal in. <sighs> so but-
1: sad. Dude, I-, I do have to say that I absolutely love... The uh, the the captured shot that Marissa got of you being absolutely amped for your boys.
0: Oh man, you should see the live photo on her phone. It's really funny to see the whole progression of it. But uh, man, I've I've never experienced a Stanley Cup final, and I was I was super excited about it. Still still am living the dream at this point. Um, got to pinch myself sometimes to to really believe that it's true. But after that game one, man, it really came came out hard. I mean,
1: Ugh.
0: they played poorly. They looked tentative. It makes sense with all of them being, you know, basically first-time finalists. I mean, all the major parts, Tyler Toffoli, Joel Edmondson, uh, Jake Allen, Corey Perry, Eric Stahl are all winners, but they're not necessarily major, major cogs like Carey Price's. And uh, Price has not been the best. So... It's kind of sad, but they had a heck of a game last game. Brennan Gallagher is an absolute warrior on the ice, man. You saw him (sighs) bleeding. I hate the fact that that Chirgachev has given us the business in this series and Jonathan Druin is nowhere to be found. Oh, man, it's tough sometimes.
1: It's uh, I'm sad, Matt, because they haven't gotten into OT yet. I I like, I feel like I can't turn the game on until OT happens to keep the streak going. So I'm like, come on, boys, come on. Hey, they also haven't scored two goals yet in a game. So, you know, there's still that to go on. But, you know, it's tough. This Lightning team is absolutely scary.
0: Dude, both goals that they scored on Vasilevsky took two tips off of Lightning players in front after a Canadiens player shot it. So it's... Going to be tough sledding to score on him. Montreal is not getting the extra fans in their building. They were denied by the Quebec government. Um, they wanted yeah, to, to increase the capacity to ten thousand, um, which is kind of funny because you know people are just going to be gathering out front, in front of the building. There's going to be thousands and thousands of people, so you may as well let them in the building when it, where it's regulated, and there's people you know mandating that you need masks and not just like random public hugging but hey what do i know
1: yeah yeah exactly hey man at least during the finals right like it's only the first two games you know there's still there's still hope boys are playing tonight uh tomorrow tomorrow? night
0: man and all right there have only been five teams in the history of the nhl to come back and win a stanley cup final being down 2-0 that's not great odds but if no. anybody's gonna beat the odds, man, it might be this Montreal Canadiens team. I'm just praying that they do it. I don't expect it. That Tampa roster is so deep, and man, they're they're 18 million dollars over the cap. I
1: <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: It, it is what it is. They figured out a way to circumvent the rules. Um, they did a fabulous job of it. Um, Julian Brisebois, maybe uh, he should come GM the Montreal Canadiens even though Steve Eisman really built them um, what? <laughs> you know, we gotta, we gotta get French GM, man
1: Man, I still believe, you know, you the team has been overcoming the odds all playoffs nobody were expecting them to be here and maybe you know, these first two games going the way they have and Price, maybe he wakes up and he's gonna steal a game, he, That's that's what he does right, but Vasilevsky, as you said, has been fantastic. So I'm hoping for more games. I'm hoping that it's not the sweep that you thought that the that the, uh, Maple Leafs were going to do to you in the first round, but, man, that Lightning team, that, they are way too good.
0: Man, the other blue and white team. I mean, yeah. people are talking about, oh, well, we came back from two down in a series against one blue and white team. Yeah, this blue and white team is a completely different animal, man. They've been there. They've done that, and it is...
1: Scary. I mean, like you were saying a few weeks ago, this is, you know, their dynasty in the making moment, so. Let's, are you ready to move on? I don't want to make you have to, you know, constantly just be, like, dreading these games with Montreal, but uh, I have hope for you, my man. Thanks, fam. Thanks! Alright, so rolling into basketball. Nothing of note for COVID this week, though, Matt, I'm about... An hour and a half removed from my second shot, pretty hyped, feel great. Double Pfizer over here.
0: Oh, lucky um, you, man! I was green the next day after I got that Pfizer Moderna cocktail.
1: Yeah, man, you're living the cocktail life. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe having you know a little bit of both will give you extra immunity going down the line. But uh, whatever. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I'm just constantly picking my arm up and keeping it above my head and moving it. Otherwise, it's just gonna fall asleep. But yeah, when it comes Fair. to the NBA, no COVID, no COVID this week. Um, unfortunately we'll get to injuries I want to talk coaches first um, there's, a, there's a couple of big situations with coaches but the biggest one being that the Blazers have inked Chauncey Billups they vetted him they say that he's good I'm not going to go into it because I don't really want to deal with it this at this point in time but five year deal Matt hopefully this makes Damian Lillard happy and he decides to stay
0: yeah, I still think that he should probably go somewhere else. I think Chauncey Billups is a is a good hire, um, championship level player, and did it mm-hmm. on the grit and grind. So he knows how to how to get that defense going, how to score those those dirty buckets in the playoffs. Um, yeah, love the signing for them, but I don't know if it's enough to keep uh, Dame Dollar around. That guy wants to win, and he wants to win the ultimate prize. He's going to probably have to go somewhere else.
1: I mean the guy is looking at Chris Paul right now, right? And what's happening with him, so he might have to, but let's let's move on. The Mavericks are apparently in agreement with Jason Kidd to take the head coaching job. Now there's no report on the contract or what's going on yet, but uh you know, Jason Kidd with Luca could be a pretty good combination. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I mean Jason Kidd, um might be the original Luka a little bit in terms of what he brings to the table. Luka probably the elevated version of Jason Kidd. Um, LeBron tweeted out that, that Jason Kidd was going to the Mavs, so you gotta respect uh, what what LeBron <laughs> says, so gotta be pretty legit. That's, he did well. He did okay in Milwaukee. Um, I know he had that like little incident, so that's probably why he wasn't a head coach right away with the Lakers, um, but man, the Lakers wanted to get him once Frank Vogel kind of stepped down, but they That's ended true. up winning a championship. You got to stick with the guy, right?
1: Yeah, that is true. You know, it's funny. I, I think about that whole Bucks situation, right? And regardless of what happened, when I think about the team that he was in charge of, it was still the, you know, the building blocks period with Giannis. Mm-hmm. And and him and Giannis had a great relationship. So who knows what would have happened if he had stuck around? Like, I mean, pff, we know how I feel about Bud, so I don't need to get into that too early because I'm going to... I'm going to shred him apart later, but you know, I, I think it'll be good. I think you're right. Him and hopefully him and Luca will get along great and Mavs are making waves and they want to get started so they can have a good off season, get going.
0: Yeah, man, because when you got a guy like Luca, you could win any day of the year because they just got to get the, the right pieces around them and he could carry them to a championship. Uh, I heard Kate, uh, could be traded, um, wonder what what they'd get for him, what his value's at right now. I mean, he was once really highly touted as the unicorn. It's kind of fallen off since, and apparently he and Luca aren't the best of friends. So all
1: interesting stuff, man. It's uh it's the Tim Hardaway Junior plus I guess KP on top of it trade now, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll see what and they get.
1: Speaking of Hardaway, OG Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. <laughs> <laughs> him, sorry. Had to make that joke, though. But uh, he's officially backed down from the Magic's head coaching search. They're still trying to figure out what they want, but he's been building a great thing in Memphis, you know, with that uh, college organization, and he doesn't want to leave yet. So we'll see what happens with the Magic. I still think that, you know, the head coaching gig for the Magic is a good job, not a great job, because they are in a rebuild. And so, you know, you're kind of just potentially going to be there to build the steps and you may not get to see the fruits of your labor at the end so it'll be interesting to see who they bring in
0: yeah the the magic job is a is a tough job because all the pieces that are there are good potentially like maybe high-end starters but nobody really screams all-star superstar like when you look at jonathan isaac when you look at um uh Markel Fultz when you look at Cole Anthony when you look at like all of their players it sums up to a decent roster I don't know if it sums up to a championship caliber roster even when they all mature so it's a tough job to take and you're right he had a fantastic year with Memphis this year in college so may as well come back uh get your name up there a little bit more and maybe he can get a higher profile job with more security probably
1: yeah, he's also could also just be like, I'm gonna wait three years, and then when the team is potentially good again, yeah, they, call me back then. You know, once I've done some things with Memphis, that's what I think is going through his head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny, man, but not not the worst play.
1: No, no, right? He's doing the you know you want coach one, but I want to be coach two. So figure that out first, and then call me later. I guess that. <laughs> but uh, let's let's roll along. Let's talk about some injuries now, because I you know I mentioned them at the beginning of the day. We're at the beginning of this pod, Trey's ankle. We still have no info on game five, whether he's playing tonight. I'm going to keep refreshing my phone throughout the day to see if that actually ends up happening. But it's tough, Matt, when both of these stars go down. And thankfully, they're both not serious injuries because Trey is just, I think he has a bone bruise in his ankle. So hopefully he can come back later. And then obviously the honest injury was scary, but it sucks not having these stars playing in this conference finals.
0: And absolutely sucks and you know when they're going to release the Trey news it, probably in about 26-27 minutes so <laughs> right, right when we finish and and our recording they're going to release the news so just just don't wait for it. Giannis is definitely out for tonight again we talked about his scary knee incident ah, just it's a better game when you got the stars man.
1: I mean we're, we're going to talk about these games as we get further along I agree though, you know, it's we, this, it's sad the amount of All-Stars that missed out. We can talk about a disgruntled superstar in Kawhi Leonard who's there's rumors that he's upset at the Clippers medical staff. Now we don't know all the details, which way he's leaning why this, why that, but Kawhi, you had it good in Toronto, man. We took care of you and this is, this is what happens when you leave.
0: Three medical staffs he's been a part of with San Antonio Spurs, Raptors and the Clippers now, and he has disliked two of them he liked Hmm. one and he left i mean we say it all the time when we talk about Kawhi. the guy should have stayed he could have cemented himself as a top 5 10 player of all time could have been in the conversation with the likes of a guy like kobe but because of the decisions that he made and unfortunately hitching his wagon to playoff p it's gonna do that to you
1: Oh, playoff P. You're gonna have one shining happy moment later when we talk about the Suns Clippers. But otherwise, yeah, playoff P. All right, Matt. The last thing to mention before we go into these these games that we got to see is that Carmelo Anthony is winning the inaugural Kareem Social Justice Award. I love this pick because Carmelo does fantastic things. I'm excited that he's downloading his or wow, downloading. He's donating his hundred thousand dollar prize to the Portland Art Museum's Black Arts and Experiences Initiative, which is great cause. I did a little research looking into it. Um, the four runners up for the award, Tobias Harris, Drew Holiday, Harrison Barnes, and Juan Toscano Anderson, all players that go out into their communities and are, and are, and are voices, Matt. So I love this award. I think it's a great thing. And the fact that the, even the runner ups are going to get $25,000 to donate to the charity of their choices, like good work, NBA.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, always nice to to give back to the communities and to build up the ones who are in a lower standing at the moment, Um, because you never know who's going to be the next great uh, politician or engineer or doctor. Uh, They come from all different types of the world and different walks of life. So it's glad to see that he's giving back to the community and he's a he deserves. He's a deserving player, man. I mean, Guy made it into the top ten all time in scoring this year after being out of the league. He he right. shows dedication, and um, I wasn't a, ever a huge fan of his because I never liked his style of game. But hey, man, right. he's done it over year after year after year, and he built himself a Hall of Fame career for sure.
1: When I when I think about these five names, right, for this award this season, like uh, Carmelo is just the the right pick for the inauguration of the award. You know. Just when it all comes down for what... I mentioned what the award stands for. I'm not going to pull back that spiel, but I I think it was a great choice, and considering what Melo's been able to do coming back, and yeah, I just love it, Matt. I'm glad to see it.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Does that mean that we actually get to start talking about some of these series,
1: man? Yeah, yeah. I think we have to start Suns Close because we were talking about Kawhi, we were talking about PG, we were mentioning CP3 and his crazy things. Matt... The stage is yours. Talk to me about the Suns Clippers.
0: Well, man, honestly, I said it before, and I actually truly believe it. If PG could hit free throws when the lights were brightest, my pick and my belief in the Suns might have been shattered because he had two glorious chances late in games to seal some wins that he let go, and they lose 4-2, man. Um, I was completely shocked on Tuesday when I saw this sweet stat by first take that he was first in points first in minutes, third in rebounds and fifth in assists I mean, he was actually playing at the quote-unquote playoff P level (laughs) just to show that he is pandemic P all at the wrong times and man those sons, they have the right mix of youth with a veteran leader who again has just he has nobody else to be to, to butt heads with to fight with on the team it's him and Monty Williams as kind of like the coach and player coach and then it's the rest of these young up and coming all-stars and you gotta love what you see man because they're gonna be in the finals cbc cb3 is going into his first ever finals Devin Booker proving that he's a winning caliber player and they've got a heck of a great shot to win it easy
1: it's such a good story. It's such a good storyline. Everything that you've mentioned. When I think about you know Aiden's, it's it's Aiden's coming out part. Emergence, of yeah. Been, right, it's his emergence. He's really figured out the right situation. That doesn't happen with Go Chris Paul. That doesn't happen without what him and Monty can do together. But Matt, I gotta I gotta roll back because when CP three came back for Game Three, I was worried. He was playing, you know, dribble dribble iso ball. He was slow. And the Clips really, you know, they worked him that way. And I and I was sitting there going, man, maybe they shouldn't have brought Chris Paul back yet. Maybe he doesn't look good. I mean, nah, him and Booker shot four for 20 at the half in game three. Nope. They ended the game 10 for 40. So, you know, not great for them. Obviously, campaign gets injured in that game. And PG puts in 27 points. Jackson, Reggie Jackson had a great playoffs. I'm gonna paraphrase that. I didn't really know a lot about Reggie Jackson. I didn't really care about him as a player, but he really played great to this playoff, so I do want to mention that before moving on further. But yeah, it was it was weird. Thankfully they came back in game four. You know, I mean game four was a ridiculous game where both teams shot under thirty six percent like Insane. There was nine three pointers, Matt, across the entire game. When you think about this Clippers team and the the point, the three sh- point shooting they've done all season, and you think about what Devin Booker and Chris Paul are capable of doing, like it was just a crazy series all around.
0: Sixteen percent for the Clippers in that game, and twenty for the for the Suns. Yeah, man, it oh. was not the best, <laughs> not the best at all. Eighty four, eighty.
1: What? Oh, yikes! Yeah, exactly. The fact that Matt literally the clippers went 10 for 17 in the third on their shots when they shot 27 for 85 throughout the game without that one little burst they were dead in the water in a game where nobody could shoot it was wild man i loved it (laughs) man you might have been the only fan that liked watching that game because it
0: was pretty brutal (laughs) Uh,
1: but then right it follows it up we get two games back to back of a star taking over with Paul George having 41 in Game Five and Chris coming out of nowhere in Game Six with it. Like you know, that was kind of a, a good rebound after that terrible, terrible game.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, PG with the like one of the most efficient 40-point games when you when you only shoot 20 times and you get to 41 Ugh. points. Like, dang, dude, he almost had the triple double too. Just needed a few more assists, but CP3, man.
1: At dude, this age, I gotta say. I got to laugh that Paul George went eight for eight on free throws in game five. So, you know, considering all of his struggles, he, in his one game, he was great. Dude, he's a career 85%. Yeah. oh, Insane. That's why it's
0: wild that they lose the game, the series because of his free throws. It shows you that it is a mental block for some people. It's just like what's going on with Giannis and Ben Simmons and their shot. Giannis came into this league and could shoot the ball. He can't now. Why? Because he's nervous. He's worried every time he jacks up a shot, he's going to miss. But when you think that way, you miss.
1: You know, we have to remember, Matt, that even though they, these, these players are put up on pedestals, these superstars are thought of the way they are, everybody's just a human being at the end of the day. I mean, obviously yep. they get to sleep on their, you know, potentially million-dollar mattress at night, which helps, but <laughs> just human beings with emotions and feelings, and it gets to people, and we've seen it a bunch this playoffs.
0: Yeah, man, especially when somebody is talking about it all the time, you know, that's all you hear in the media is how you can't shoot. It really creeps into your head and it can definitely mess with a person's mental. Um, I'm so glad to see the Suns in the final, man, because they're definitely going to win it for CP3 because I don't I don't think that Atlanta team's very great and G can't can't get past that mental block man when you're taking over 10 seconds to shoot a free throw and atlanta's counting down to like 12 13 seconds to get into your head meanwhile they're counting like 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 that wasn't 10 seconds losers (laughs) whatever
1: (laughs) all right all right well let's let's the last thing that i want to mention about this series before i'm done is i'm gonna take back the nice things i said about pat Bev last week because he had a good couple of games because that guy sucks the awful human being that pat bev is came out in game six so frustrated that he's losing the game that he decides to just absolutely shove chris paul from behind and so many you know stands are coming out oh you know chris probably said something this that they showed us all the camera angles yo chris doesn't say anything he is walking away and just takes a cheap shot from pat bev like not cool man
0: he stared him down he definitely stared him down at the on the way to the to his bench and he was looking at him. But I mean, he did not say a word. And if you're gonna get that mad because somebody's looking at you, um, that's on you, bro. Like
1: Well especially especially when you consider the amount he dishes out, you know. Oh the next five years are ours. Yeah, Pat, you're gonna be spending the next five to ten years at Cancun all the time, bro, like not okay.
0: They should've kept Blue Will, man. They should have kept Blue Will
1: speaking of Lou Will, we can roll into Bucks Hawks if you're down because he had an absolute banger in game four to help them win a game.
0: Yeah man, to tie that series up, I mean 21-5-8 and with a steal. Um, I mean the Hawks were already on a roll that game anyways and then G goes down and it was curtains from that point. Atlanta man, really shocking me without Trey Young.
1: It's it's fun because they. I've talked about them since the beginning of the season. I thought they were going to be good. You know the way that the organization spent their money to surround Trey before he goes on his contract. You know you think about Kevin Herder and how well he's played. Cam um, uh, Reddish came back. Who Matt, if you don't know, um, was the other pick that they got at the Luka Doncic trade. So that's pretty exciting. I was always big on him, and he's played great. Question: Considering was it yeah
0: was it Reddish or was it Daniil Hunter?
1: I'm pretty sure it was Reddish.
0: I thought Reddish was their own pick and Daniil Hunter was the extra pick in the Luka trade.
1: You might be right. I might be wrong. I might also be right and you might be wrong. I don't know. Either way. Keep he's talking come about back. it. Yeah, but he's come back and he's been strong, right? Because everyone thought when Trey went down that you wouldn't be able to still run the same offense. But, you know, the Hawks have a lot of wings, a lot of guys that can ball handle. And, you know, with with Bogey playing okay, he's obviously injured, and Gallinari's been doing decent. He's played better than I thought he was going to play considering the earlier things in the playoffs. That team stepped up in his absence and has showed that they belong. And honestly, you have to tip your hat to this Hawks team because they have really played well throughout these playoffs, and they're not a fluke. You can't call them a fluke anymore.
0: No, definitely cannot, man. Um, They have a lot of great picks. In that 2019 draft, they actually had... um, three top 10 or two top 10 picks. It was Daniil Hunter that they, or Deandre Hunter that they got yeah. in the okay. Lakers Pelicans trade. Uh, Cause they ended up taking Jackson Hayes and trading him. Um, and then they got Cam Reddish at 10, which is, that's a great pick at 10, man, because Cam mm-hmm. Reddish was in the Zion RJ class coming out of high school. And then being the third wheel at Duke that season, allowed Zion to really kind of take that number one spot because there was nobody really competing with him when you're watching the two guys on his team that are worse than him, right? Like, it was clear they're next to each other every day. So he fell in that draft, and that was a heck of a pick because they're a heck of a team, man. You're right. They've got wings. They've got shooters between Danilo and Kevin. And now, like, even with Trey out, man, they could still fill the net from three. They had a party shooting from three last game. They look good, but I, I still don't see them as a finals team, man. Like, geez, how could the Raptors not do anything? How bad were we this year?
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Pain, big pain. But, Matt, there's, there's still so much to unpack about this series before we can move on because, obviously, Game 2, the Bucks had that absolute schlapping. Though I'm going to say that Trey Young had eight turnovers that may have had something to do with it. But Chris Middleton, I got to talk about him, right? That Game 3 performance... 38 points, his playoff career high, 20 points in the fourth quarter. Giannis himself saw greatness. That's the words he used out of Chris. So, man, I'm going to keep saying that I still think Chris is selling most of this series, but he had a game that absolutely shut me up.
0: Dude, unfortunately for Chris Middleton, this is the kind of story of his career that he runs a little hot and cold, and he goes from, you know first two games of the series not having great games to having this unreal performance where Kendrick Perkins is calling him the Batman and Giannis the Robin like Yanni ain't no Robin man Yanni's the Batman <laughs> and Chris ends up showing up as like I don't know like Superman every once in
1: a while. No, <laughs> Catwoman's cat, a good one. Catwoman. yeah I like it. Yeah yeah. He's Catwoman. You know, everyone you want more out of Catwoman, but she, no matter what, all the portrayals in live action have been bad, so hmm, I like that comparison. <laughs> Halle berry was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the way they Oh, this is a whole nother topic. The way they portrayed her, she was good as the character, but the way they portrayed her was bad. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> let's stick to basketball here. I could I could go off in way too many directions. But uh yeah, there's not really much more I need to say about this series, to be honest. Like Unfortunately, with Giannis being injured, with you know Trey being injured, I don't really know where it's going to go. We're tied up 2-2 at this point, and either team could really go through.
0: Yeah, it, what's crazy for me, man, is the way that they started these series. I just kind of want to mention that because like, now we've got the Suns in the NBA Finals after six games, and we're going to get game five tonight. Like, it's it's going to be a long layoff for the Suns team. It could help them because they are a little banged up, but, you know, basketball is a rhythm sport, so it could help the team coming in. It'll be exciting to see, though, that's for sure, man.
1: That's that's the thing, right? Like, if you look at the storylines, obviously, because, you know, sons are their story, but if you look at the storylines of the Hawks and the Bucks, you know, Giannis finally making a finals as, like, the last true superstar left alive in the playoffs, right? Or on this other hand, you get this scrappy young Hawks team and you get to have Aiden versus Trey for the first championship as a as a main... I don't know, there's possible somebody else in that draft won a championship already as a nobody, but as like the part of the main cogs of their team, I think that's such so fantastic. So whichever direction it goes, it's going to be great basketball and a great story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that... Devin Booker at 24 years old in his first ever playoff run is going to the finals with CP3 and he could meet uh, young 22 year old Trey Young like in his his first ever um, playoff experience Like great for the sport great to see that it's in fabulous hands with these young up and coming players um, I just really want to see if the Suns can be stopped because at the end of the day man, I don't think they will be
1: they're definitely the most complete team left And when I think about the coaching You know, all credit to McMillan and the Hawks, he, he better be getting Hired, you know, but Money Williams has done amazing things I will say, if the Hawks end up Winning, will this be the first Interim head coach in NBA History to win a finals? Just a fun thought to think about, you know
0: Hey, that would be Absolutely wild with the if Montreal also pulls it off because they have an interim head coach as well, technically in oh, Domino wow. Ducharme. I mean, yeah. they've had Luke Richardson, who's like the interim to the interim for the past two weeks, <laughs> but they do get Dom Ducharme back for tomorrow night, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, so that'd be crazy in both sports getting interim head coaches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't, I don't think you stop the Suns. I think Chris Paul. He's finally reached this stage. He's going to grab on and hold until, you know, there's no tomorrow, and Booker has already seen all the pressure off, you know? Everyone always said all he needed was a point guard to finally make it. Well, here he is, and he's had some bad shooting nights, and I'm hoping that just means that he's gotten his demons out a little bit and they're going to come into the finals and absolutely slap, but only time will tell, right?
0: Yeah, only time will tell, but I think you're right about CP3, man. He's never been here, and you talk about Giannis being maybe the only quote-unquote absolute superstar left well CP3 yeah. is a first ballot hall of famer man and he very well well might be the best player left he might be I
1: you probably have it there when you think about overall game when you think about what IQ. He's capable of doing yeah he runs that offense so well and it will be crazy if the Suns can win, because the last time they were in the NBA Finals was in 1993, Charles Barkley's MVP season, and you know, I took that personally. T- he, he, he took that personally and took them down. So it's gonna be a fun Finals, regardless.
0: Man, if they lose to to John, to Giannis after that, oh, oh he could oh. be Michael.
1: It could
0: be my oh, Okay, okay.
1: Let's let's move along, Matt, because we got some Raptors chat to talk about this week. Because there is a very interesting trade rumor. Now, all I've heard is people in you know the Raptors side of things are like, no, this trade isn't worth it. And then everybody on our slash NBA and all those locations are like, you know, this could be a decent trade. So, Siakam for Wiseman and the seventh pick. Golden State is apparently interested in Siakam. Thoughts, Matt? It's a
0: decent trade it really depends who's left at four and who's left at seven because at the end of the day if we take Wiseman for Siakam which I think is pretty good in in terms of also getting a seventh pick for him and the fact that we're getting out of his contract we get Wiseman on a on a rookie scale um who had a fabulous rookie season um it's it's just if Mobley's left at four and. We're kind of stuck that way. Yeah. That's when it becomes an issue because what what we've heard, at least through the grapevine of you know Bleacher Report, uh, Reddit, and and anything else that we can get our hands on, is that <laughs> yep. the the Pistons like Jalen Green, which then elevates him when the number one team is interested in him over Kate Cunningham, which I think mm-hmm. that's might just be smoke because how could you take somebody over Kate Cunningham? Whatever um the rockets also value his shot making and 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 playmaking and he could be taken over suggs and then you think to yourself well are is cleveland going to take mobley or suggs it's a tough one if we can get wiseman and suggs or wiseman and green and then use a seventh uh pick on on a different player
1: i'm down i i know you are Matt, My, the it's really interesting because I think about the Pistons who were expecting to get the second pick, right? That was where they were sitting, even though, you know, the, the whole 14%, they all have the same, but they were sitting with the second-worst record, so they were like, okay, let's pay attention to who we're going to get. And so they may have fallen in love with green, and that's why they don't like Mobley as much. And now they're sitting in this situation where they have to take Cade, but of course they're going to be like, yeah, we were scouting green, we wanted green and everything, that. Because, yeah, why wouldn't you just try to mess around with these other teams in the top of the draft, right? Like, that's that would be fun. If I was a GM, heck yeah, I'd do that.
0: Yeah, you gotta make your pick unknown, man. I mean, in the in the NFL, they try to do it all the time, so I wouldn't be surprised the NBA's following suit.
1: Yeah, but thinking about the trade itself, obviously, big Siakam fan over here. Yeah, you are. I, it's hard for me because I really want to see a season in Toronto, you know, with the fans behind him th- through the demons, blah blah blah. After the injury to figure out if he could come back and be that first option. But at the same time, right, we used to have the seventh pick. I did a lot of research. I really like players like Scotty Barnes. Even Keon Johnson would be great. But it, it's so – it all depends, right? And it's only a rumor at this point, and obviously there will be more things down the line. But I would be sad to see Akum, to see Siakam go. But if, you know, the cards line up and everything goes right and we end up with a young team, obviously we we don't even know what's going to happen with Kyle, so that might affect it as well. Would I be sad? Yes. If it plays out right for us, would I be upset? Not in the long run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think also getting the seventh pick gives us a little bit more flexibility on that number four. Like, they could go for a guy like Jonathan Kaminga or a guy like Scotty Barnes, they could maybe reach up a little bit and grab a bigger player to replace a wing in Siakam, and then look to grab a guard at the at the seven mm-hmm. slot and a guy like Davion Mitchell or or a guy like uh, Moses Moody. Um, yes, I mean that like it would give them more flexibility, right? Like maybe they don't get Suggs, but maybe Suggs never really pans out to be. Um, Mm -hmm. the high-end lottery pick. I mean, he played for a great Gonzaga team, right? Like, he's got a lot of players around him in college that help insulate him and make him look good. So I do like some of the guys coming out of the G League in terms of that potential that they offer. So it might be nice to see them take a guy like Kaminga, who's a little bit younger than a guy like Suggs. Uh, So maybe a little bit higher ceiling. You never know, though. I I think it'd be a great trade, though.
1: I like the thinking that you're kind of putting me on here because, you know, with with getting Wiseman, that allows us to look at Boucher and, you know, potentially Ken Birch and Gillespie and see who's coming back. And, you know, as much as Wiseman is still on his rookie deal, he's not a unproven NBA rookie, right? And so it would allow us to not have to take Evan Mobley. So, yeah, it's definitely... The possibilities are endless. And, you know, with our, with our front office, we're going to be hearing random things left and right. And it could be even last-second situations, but... Matt, we moved up to the fourth pick. Still crazy. I can't believe it happened. (laughs) Yeah, we did, buddy. (laughs) Got a chance. Alright, okay. Okay, so last wrap shad thing. Obviously crazy. This came out like an hour and a half ago. Jalen Harris, banned from the NBA for one year. PD's crazy, dude. Crazy.
0: Sad. We liked him. Sad. Maybe we liked him because he was on drugs. Sad. Oh, sad. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to... Oh, poor guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but hey man, this is what happens, you know, it's a professional sports league, you gotta be smart, but Do you think he was All right, just, Matt.
0: just never thought he'd get caught? Like, he, that, that makes it kind of scary to me in terms of like, why would you take this willingly unless you thought that you were never gonna get caught? So there's gotta be right. performance enhancing drugs out there that don't get, get caught on tests, which makes me I mean. skeptical about sports, kind of sad about it. Cause...
1: We we've always known this though, Matt. That's when it comes to the sports world. You know, everybody there's there's always going to be people that are going to do everything they can to get that little edge. And supply always going there's yeah, there's always going to be you know scientists who are making stuff to beat the tests. So, what it is. But uh, yeah.
0: unfortunate. Whatever. Yeah. Oh Beautiful. man. Do you want to mention that Canada did beat my native uh, Greece? Ah. Oh. Man, too bad, because I also love Canada, though. RJ Barrett, man, 12 points of his 22 in the fourth quarter. I think this is the most talented Canada roster I've ever seen in my life. Um, and Shea Gilgis isn't even on it, man.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I'm glad they got the win. Um, they got to be China either tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. It's, you know, I don't know. I, I can't follow that schedule because I think it happens when I'm sleeping. But uh, either way, you know, proud of the boys. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, Nurse gets a lot out of this to bring back to the raps in toronto next season but either way like let's go canada
0: let's go canada basketball baby
1: All all right you ready for some takes predictions madness
0: yeah buddy you go first
1: all right well i said it at the beginning i have to keep the memes alive man england's gonna win euro 2020 it'll be the first time they get a major victory since 1966 the whole entire island of great britain will burn down and sink into the ocean because it's coming home boys
0: yeah man i mean montreal was pretty wild after they made the stanley cup finals in terms of riding i can only imagine what they're gonna do over there would be pretty cool
1: <sighs> i just wanted for the memes matt that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i just want to make mention that canada did beat china by 30 points one oh nine seventy nine yesterday so
1: dude we were we were off. We're going to the Olympics baby Woo. that's pretty hype. Okay. I gotta pay more attention to to this that's too much Euro own football, you know? Okay,
0: Matt. Alright stage is yours. Talk to me. Alright man. Bucks are gonna win the series, but they are gonna lose tonight without Giannis in the lineup. They're gonna lose game five, come back to win game six and seven just like they did against Brooklyn. And they'll probably lose the finals. I mean, you guys know I'm picking the Suns.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. This time next week, there will for sure be a Suns prediction. Didn't you actually predict the NBA Finals that the Suns would win it like three or four weeks ago? Yeah. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you did.
0: Oh, no. I did, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just it's just sitting there on the burner waiting for you to pull it out.
0: Dude, it's like when I should have believed my gut that the Canadiens team that I was seeing was actually actually one of the elite teams in the league. Um but the season just really kind of broke that for me and I should have trusted my gut because they proved me right in the playoffs. I even said that they were built for the playoffs, but hey man, got to enjoy the ride. I'm happy to be there. Happy to be in the Stanley Cup finals. I'm living the dream. Hopefully it doesn't come crashing down before next week. Hopefully we um, see a long series.
1: Oh man, I'm hoping for you, my dude. Plus, you know, Canada and hockey is something that just needs to be together. So we need a Canadian team to get it done.
0: Man, it's been almost 30 years. Montreal was the last team to do it 28 years ago. Calgary should have won it back in 04. Yep. Should have against this Lightning team. So the Lightning <sighs> just killing Canada's dreams, man. Killing Canada's dreams.
1: Tampa Bay. Oh, gosh. Killing the Raptors' dreams. Killing Canada's dreams. Anyways, <laughs> anything else, my dude?
0: Oh, no, man. I think you're good to wrap us up beautiful
1: well thanks everybody for being here follow us on twitter and facebook at the board sports like and subscribe if you're listening from youtube and check out the theboardsports.net for new episodes and blog posts
0: and we'll talk to you next time